We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? We are live from McAdoodles in Osage Beach, Missouri. The shootout is going on. The boat race is down here at the Ozarks. And thanks to our friends at McAdoodles, they wanted us to come by and not only show off everything that they're doing here at the store, but talk a little Chiefs football, talk a little Kansas City sports with you on 21 Questions, the show that is sponsored by our good friends at McAdoodles. I am BJ Kissel, joined by Tucker Franklin, and we have got your questions. We're going to get to the questions from our Discord, from our subscribers, but if you're watching the show live and you've got questions about the Chiefs preseason, about the Chiefs roster cutdowns, Chiefs regular season, you let us know. And throughout the show, you will see us sipping on uh, drinks here. Mm-hmm. As we're at the little tasting room here at McAdoodles, you come to McAdoodles, you want to know what something tastes like before you buy a bottle of it. You come up to this little room and experts will be here in their green polos and they will let you taste something before you go and buy a bottle of it. It's one of the things, Tucker, that makes McAdoodles so special. It's incredible, actually. We've had several people come up here as we were just trying to get ready uh, for the show, get prepared. Uh, we got our good bottle here of, of Five Farms Irish Cream. Delicious, by the way. Want to break a little news about Five Farms? Because sure. it's probably my favorite sure, product. Let's do it. If you don't already know about Five Farms, it is uh, the best Irish cream that you can find, whether it's coffee, whether it's hot chocolate, no matter what it is. And uh, luckily, it's made by our friends uh, at Holiday Distillery. Cool. And so when we came down here, it was definitely what I want to drink. And a little breaking news for you is that Five Farms will be the new presenting sponsor of Outside the Trenches. Look at that. That me, you, and our good friend Nick Lecky. Two-thirds do. of the show's here. Love it. Yeah. And I love the fact that we're sipping a little Five Farms here on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. in Osage Beach. So, Tucker, let's get to the questions that we've got from fans. And, again, if you're watching this live, uh, go ahead and send us those questions. Yes, make sure to get us those questions. Uh, going into the Discord here, uh, Zach Smirax, good friend of the uh, program, good friend of the network. First question, I think this is very fitting. What is the thing you're most looking forward to at the KCSN Golf Tournament? Ooh. 
It's a good Man, question. I'm excited just to get a bunch of like of our support. It's a little self-service. Get a bunch of our supporters and people that like what we're doing. They like what we're about. Get them together and to talk a little bit more about what we do with the foundation. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point of throwing on that golf tournament that we do a lot of things uh, for the community. We're still very small. We're still very much getting it going, uh, but we try to give back as best we can. It was going to be a pillar and something that was very important to us uh, from the moment we launched KCSN was to give back to the community and the ways that we could obviously being a very small podcast network and trying to grow, uh, but to do good things for the community and that golf tournament is going to allow us to do a lot of really special things hopefully throughout the entire year from feed it forward to the soul of casey raffle to a book drive that we're doing we'll have more information on that as we get closer and that's thanks to our friends at emprise bank but uh trying to give back I, i'm looking forward to being able to spread the word about that yeah. and just have a good time there's a lot of people that uh we've gotten to know over the years um or over the last year uh with kcs and i'm excited about that i think yeah I, I like that i think that what i'm looking forward to is just seeing everyone right yeah. you know like we've got a lot of people in the discord whether it's youtube subscribers kcs and subsex subscribers that plan on coming and it's exciting to see those guys in real life those girls in real life too those people in real life yeah. um so i'm just so excited to put some put some faces to some usernames Absolutely. that we see all the time so that's my favorite i've, I've actually got i can show. see it from over here we got a question Yo. from seth conyers here on the live show that question is which of the chiefs rookies has the best season this year tucker i'm gonna narrow mm. it down to who i think it's gonna be between one of two guys and it's not gonna be one of the guys that we talked about all year in the seventh round pick isaiah pacheco i think it's gonna be trent mcduffie when it's all said and done or sky Moore. um i'm gonna go with trent mcduffie uh, because I think he's going to be tested. I feel like Chiefs, obviously, we believe that they're going to be scoring a lot of points. There's going to be a head. Teams are going to have to throw the ball to catch up. And I can see McDuffie just being one of those solid players that we finally get that top draft pick at cornerback that's going to step up and make plays for a defense that we expect to help carry this team uh, well into the playoffs. I really thought you were going George Karloftis. I thought you were going there. That's what I thought I've, said, I've been talking about George Karloftis breaking the rookie <laughs> sack record for so long that I thought I should go with somebody else right now. That's fair. I think I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, Leo Chanel. Um, I think he could be exciting. Not necessarily, I know, which has the best season this year. His best season might be different standards-wise than Trent McDuffie. Um, but, you know, I think Trent's an easy guy to pick. Karloftis an easy guy to pick. Sky Moore, too. That one could be exciting. They've got a really good rookie class. Have yeah. you heard about that? Have you yeah. heard about how good the rookie class is? And I just did not mention the guy that I still predict to break the rookie franchise sack records set by Derek Thomas back in 1989. Yeah. Did not pick him to be the rookie with the best season. I just feel like, you know, at cornerback, you're on an island out there. And Trent McDuffie silently, hopefully the concussion protocol is something he gets through quickly and he's able to go in that game. Hopefully that's a good reason that we've got a couple weeks yeah. before the first game yeah. against Arizona. But uh, really believe that Trent McDuffie and his his value is going to be shown. And I think he had a solid camp um, just by going out there and not necessarily um, wowing one way or another that he was making plays. And then towards the end, the last third of camp, really started stepping up and making plays. We talk about that a lot with a lot of these guys, right? Uh, I think Jerick McKinnon was kind of the same way where he benefited by not doing bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of these guys do benefit that way, um, which I think is good for Trent McDuffie. He even stepped up a little bit towards the end. So exciting right. year. Here's another question from the Facebook. How will our defense stack up this year? Top 10 or top five? What do you think, BJ? Wow. That's ambitious. I, I am about as confident <laughs> and optimistic of a Chiefs fan as you will find. Uh, I see the top 10 to 15 
Um, it's kind of, it depends yeah. how you do a lot of people. And we did this for years with Bob Sutton because the yardage they'd rank in the twenties right? and then in points, they'd be in the top 10 <laughs> or top five a couple of times. Yep. I would always go by points, which is not the norm. Most people, when they talk about where you rank on defense, it's always yards. Uh, I would always go by points cause that is what matters. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so in terms of points, I would expect them to be somewhere between 10 and 15 if they go higher than that it's because guys like Carl Loftus and Trent McDuffie Leo Chanel when he gets in there and mixes in um, some of these young players and even some of the new guys like Justin Reed and Dion Bush yeah. and those guys step up I I'm going to hold my reservation because I expect there to be some hiccups with young right. players so I don't expect them to come out and play like a top five defense with the, as many young guys as we're going to see I'm just trying to hold back those expectations and not be surprised when it takes half a season for those guys to get that experience step up make mistakes learn from those mistakes uh, but I'd say somewhere between 10 and 15 when it comes to scoring higher than that and you're talking about a Super Bowl team yeah I mean Patrick Jones just needs an average Super defense anyway. yeah I'm, he just needs an average defense yeah if they're an average, I think they're going to be good. We got another good question here. I think a question, <laughs> a million that, dollar question that all of Chiefs Kingdom is asking I hate right that here. This has become something that we talk about so much, but the Tyreek Hill comments. And we actually we're driving down the three-hour drive down from Kansas City here to Osage Beach. Again, we're at Macadoodles in Osage Beach, Missouri. But uh, why does Tyreek keep talking about the Chiefs? Um, you know, at one point, just thought he was trying to promote his podcast. I still think there's something to it, Tucker. But you had made a comment. Um, about a conversation you were having with somebody else where it's like he's almost like trying to convince himself that the reason right. that he left the Chiefs was, you know, correct. And it doesn't feel that way yeah. from everything we've heard from the Chiefs. Uh, they said all the right things. It seemed like when he first left, he said the right things. But the longer we get away from it, it seems like the more he's doubling, tripling, quadrupling down um, on stuff. And now it's getting personal uh, with Patrick Holmes and his family. And that it's just sad at this point, I think. Um, he's always going to have some people that support him in Kansas City because he helped us win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, but the more he talks, the more people will remember, and the reverence in which people talk about his time in Kansas City will definitely be affected uh, the more he continues to open his mouth and, and say things that uh, he has no – there's no reason to say a lot of the things that he's saying right now. Yeah, I think uh, that conversation I was having, I can't remember who it was with, but I do think that he's almost a victim of what – of Drew Rosenhaus trying to get more money. I hate to I hate to say that, but it almost seems like that. It seems like every day he's trying to say something else to make – make himself feel like he made that right choice. Yeah. It's sad to see. It really is. Um, I don't want to have to not like Tyreek Hill. That's yeah. the hard part is I want to like Tyreek Hill wherever he goes, but he's making it very hard for Chiefs fans. You know, not just not just us, just all Chiefs fans in general to support him. And that's it's yeah. really disheartening to see. Yep. Let's see. We got some more questions. Now here. we stop talking about it because it's only feeding what I what a lot of people believe is the reason that he's doing it. I see I see Cameron in the comment section a lot. And Cameron is a Saints fan. Okay. Um he said he or she, I guess I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say. Uh Dan Sorensen and them coming for y'all. Uh it should be noted that they have a lot of former Chiefs on that team. Yeah. I'm a Dan Sorensen fan. I know he got a raw deal. We talked about it. I mean, anybody, anyone who listened to our postgame shows last year at the beginning of the season, uh, I was always defending Dan Sorensen because uh, a few plays doesn't make a career. Right. Um, and if it did, then look at the other side of it. Uh, the fake punt tackle against the Texans changed that game, in my opinion. Absolutely. And uh, made another handful of plays. Always seemed to have key interceptions against the Chargers. Had one in Mexico City. Had one down in the yeah. last game to ever play in Qualcomm. Uh, had a fantastic diving interception in the end zone. And that's a guy that completely worked uh, his ass off. I was always in the film room. I know Ty- that picture that Tyron Matthew put out at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. of him studying. Uh, that was completely normal for him. I spent six years working for the Chiefs, and I've said this, told the story before. I don't know how many times I walk by the players' workroom 
uh, where they'd watch film and didn't see Daniel Sorensen sitting in there. Whether it was before everybody showed up, after everybody showed up, that's what he was about. He helped us win a Super Bowl, uh, made some key plays in order for that to happen. Yes, he missed some plays. Now he's in New Orleans. He's none of those players that's always going to say the right things. Um, and somebody that I think should uh, definitely be honored amongst Chiefs fans. But I also understand that made some bad plays at a time that was really frustrating for Chiefs fans. Okay. Uh, but yet they came back from the 2-3 and three start and still made it to the AFC title game. I'm glad he's with Tyron Matthew again. Yeah, I like that. I they like that a lot. Friends. Um, then they they are, and you made you made that point, and I just think that it's fun for those guys to be together. It's exciting. Um, so yeah, I don't think the Saints are on the schedule this year. Um, but no. if we were to see the Saints, it would have to be in the Super Bowl. That would be if a good James thing. James Winston's your guy. We've been talking about it all the way down <laughs> here. You're a James Winston fan. I like him. I like him. Here's a here's a Royals question here. Okay. Are you ready for a Royals question? Um, this is from Collect and Run. Downtown Stadium, keep Kaufman or move to the Kansas side. Downtown Stadium. I agree. I don't care how bad the team is right now. I know that's kind of the why would you spend money on this team. This isn't about what's happening right now. It's about 15 years from now. Uh, and just the makeup of Kansas City, the makeup of downtown and trying to attract. And we've been attracting some big-time events. So it's Absolutely. not like we need this to get this. But having a downtown baseball stadium with everything going on downtown, it revitalizes more of downtown. The Crossroads area, the PNL, like everything down there just becomes that much more fun. And I just, I think Kansas City needs it when you're looking 10, 15, 20 years down the road. I would love when my son gets to high school to be able to take him to a downtown mm. Kansas City baseball game. Um I think that would be special. I understand the, the nostalgic part of it. That's why I'll never want to move Arrowhead right. uh, ever. Uh, but if they move the Royals downtown, they can try to do some more stuff around Arrowhead Stadium, build a little village with restaurant shops, bars, right. whatever you want to do. I think that's a good idea because there's really not a lot around Arrowhead, and that's the big knock on it right now. You move Kaufman, you got an opportunity to do that. I think ultimately that's probably what's going to happen, mm -hmm. uh, but it is going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of posturing from every organization and everybody uh, to get their piece of what they want uh, as some public money gets thrown around. But I think it's inevitable. I think so too. And you've, I'm sure you've been to a downtown stadium baseball game. Yeah. They're absolutely incredible. Petco. I mean, granted that's San Diego, but Petco right. is just, <laughs> that's a bad example. Uh, but Petco, um, I'm not going to talk about the one to the East. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that, but listen, it, PNC cool. Park. That's a beautiful stadium. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite. I think it is my favorite baseball stadium I've been to is the PNC Pirates? Park. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in Pittsburgh, right on the river, you have the skyline view. It's incredible. It's one of it's a beautiful venue for really anything, but uh, just for baseball especially. Uh, Daryl. Yeah, I saw love hey, KCSN. So shout out Daryl. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> He says, do you see us winning 11-plus games this year with the difficult schedule? Historically difficult schedule. I think 11-12 is yeah. right around where I expect them to end up. Uh, I do think that there are going to be some hiccups, especially early in the season with all the young defensive players. We talked about that before. I think that expectation needs to be set in amongst all Chiefs fans. As much as we hype these guys up, we talked about it during the draft, hyping these guys up, the success that they're going to have. Yeah. But um, it's going to be a few games. If you know the margin of error in the NFL, you're talking about five or six plays that ultimately make the difference. And it would be very strange for these rookies to step in and not have any mistakes as right. many of these young guys are going to be playing. I'm trying to look up real quick. Um, I believe the Chiefs over under set by our friends at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is at yep. 10 and a half. I believe that was the uh, over under set. Historically difficult schedules. We talked about that first part of it is stupid stupid hard yeah. like it's like literally if, the hardest schedule ever if you like to bet you want to go to DraftKings, use code promo code kcsn we appreciate that gotta be in kansas right. um yeah. there's another subscriber question what do we got 
another subscriber question. Here we go. This is a good one for you, BJ. I, I got this one off the top of my head here. Uh, BJ, this is from Andy Nagel from the Discord. Okay. He asks, what makes the Chiefs such a special organization compared to others in the league? It's hmm. a good question. I think they get things right. And I mm. think off top of mind right now, the tribute to Len Dawson. Last yeah. Thursday night, like that, having Patrick Mahomes come out in that choir form huddle was absolutely perfect way to honor Len Dawson. And uh, I just feel like whether it's behind the scenes or whether it's the public facing stuff, they get that stuff a lot more often right uh, than I can't think of many times that ever anything didn't go the right way or you don't feel like somebody was honored or uh, treated fairly. And from behind the scenes, they have so many amazing people uh, with their hearts in the right place that yeah. want the best for not only the fans and the organization, but they've got their four pillars that they always talk about with uniting the community, honoring tradition. Um, and they do a phenomenal job of that. They do a phenomenal job of taking care of their employees and their families uh, and treating them well. And that stuff matters because you don't have to work in the NFL very long before you talk with your counterparts across the league that work for other teams. And uh, the way that the Chiefs treat their people, again, both from a fan base to internally uh, behind the scenes, um, it's not like that everywhere. And that's never been taken for granted by the people who work there who know different. I was only there six years, so I just started to learn some of the differences with some of the other teams in the league. Uh, but they really do do a phenomenal job of taking care of their people. That's one thing I've learned, too, doing the Beyond the Game podcast. They mm -hmm. Kendall and Lamont talk to a lot of people from a lot of places around the league. And they, some of their time does cross in Kansas City. Some of their time is not in Kansas City. So you get to hear some of those interesting perspectives. But a lot of the times when they talk to guys about Kansas City, they just say it was different. Yeah. Even, you know, they, they weren't, you know, winning all the time like they are now. But it was still different culture-wise. And Andy Nagel even pointed out it seems like it starts with Clark Hunt a lot of the times when it comes with that. And I believe Andy Reid said in his press conference that that idea of the choir huddle was Clark Hunt's idea. And it that's that just works, works down that way. So – that just makes it. I, I think that's perfect. I, I think that just seeing, getting your insight on that of what yeah. makes it makes it a special because you know you don't get that everywhere. Yeah, that it was perfect. I mean, yeah. if that didn't hit you in your feels, uh, then you, you're not a Chiefs, you're not a Chiefs <laughs> fan because Len Dawson meant so many, so much to so many generations of Chiefs fans that saw him as a player, uh, to know him as a broadcaster. Um, you know, the stories of him going from practice straight to the newsroom with the tapes from practice and cutting mm. like it stuff that doesn't happen in today's NFL. But um, whether it was inside the NFL and all the different yeah. things that he did, there's generations of Chiefs fans that knew about Len Dawson. And again, phenomenal job by the organization. And for with no inside information here, I'd be really surprised that they were done honoring Len in a lot of ways because for Mitch Holtis and all those guys that spent so much time with him, uh, you know, they're going to do anything they can to continue to honor Len's legacy. They did say they're going to wear that 16 sticker all the rest of the year, so I think that's a good, a uh, good little tribute to uh, to that. I, I, I like that a lot. This is another question from our Discord it's from Lee 87 Tucker and BJ. If you were a lot not allowed to choose the KC metro area, where would you choose to live and work, and what would you do without KCSN to occupy your time? Kind okay. of a loaded question. <laughs> Put that out again. Sorry, I was looking at that too. <laughs> okay, uh, Lee says if you're not allowed to. Not allowed to choose the Kansas City metro area. Where would you choose to live? We'll start with that part of it. Probably down near Table Rock. We talked about it driving yeah, down here. I just love the lake. I love Table Rock area, Osage Beach, the Ozarks, all of it. Ozarks probably skews a little bit more towards the younger crowd. You're, yeah, your 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 age group. Um, give me a little bit of quiet time on a on a lake. <laughs> go to Table Rock with my family uh, in June. My mom rents out a houseboat for us, and we all go find some cove 
and hang out for a few days with my sister, brother-in-law, my nephew. Um, yep. I just love the lake. I spent four years living in San Diego. It's absolutely beautiful. Love the beach. Love a lot of things about San Diego. Uh, but you know, give me some quiet time with my family away. Watch the Yellowstone, buy some land somewhere, and just get away from people. <laughs> uh, seems like it'd be amazing. As long as they have an internet connection, I feel like we could do KCSN from anywhere. That's fair. I think so, too. I've been thinking of uh, Winnipeg in Canada. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, that's one of my things. I want to get out of the country. Before? No, I just want to get out of the country um, <laughs> sometimes and just uh, experience the other side of life, right? I feel like you'd just buy an RV and you'd just live wherever I would, you yeah. ran out of gas. Tara probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would do it, but uh, but Tara, that's a hard sell. I've already tried to talk to her about it. I got it. a question from Patrick. Oh, yeah. Let's throw it up. Patrick Fee, I feel like not enough people are talking about Russ being in Denver. As we get closer to the season, what are we thinking he'll do this season? Any concerns? Talking first half season or second half of the season? <laughs> first half, he'll be an MVP candidate. Second half, he will not be. We've talked about this before. I think Russell Wilson is good enough that they're going to play spoiler to other teams, whether it's in the Absolutely. division or other teams that they play. I do think they have enough talent at wide receiver. Um, they've got some studs over there. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think they have the firepower overall and the depth on the roster. But Russell Wilson is and can play at an MVP level from on any given Sunday, uh, to use that cliche. Right. So I do feel like there are going to be times where he steps up and plays like an MVP. And there's times he's going to go out there and struggle, and I don't think they can consistently put it together to make a lot of noise. But I do think that they can play, jump up and, and beat some teams that need to beat, win that game in order for themselves to get a chance at the playoffs. I just hope yeah. it's the Chargers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, we could see something like we saw last year. Remember, in the uh, Chargers and the Raiders did a little, basically a one-game playoff is essentially what it ended up being. And were the <laughs> crazy the Chargers haven't made the playoffs since Justin Herbert's been there. Isn't that wild? I know. Sorry to go off that's on crazy. a tangent here, but like yeah. that seems crazy. I don't want to talk about Justin Herbert. This to. is going to make me feel like I have to keep telling the story about how I'm just. You don't have to. You don't have to say it. I thought I was happy when the Chargers took Herbert because I I didn't want. Tua to end up at the Chargers. So I thought Tua was going to be better. I thought there was a high, you know, boomer bust yeah. with Justin Herbert, and he's booming. To be fair, I don't think anybody thought Justin Herbert would be this good. Jeff Schwartz did. He tried to tell all of us. Well, Jeff Schwartz is an Oregon guy, though. Fair, but he was right. He was. But uh, was this so just because he didn't have that personality like right. you see from That's other, right. you know, quarterbacks? He's kind of a quieter guy, and yeah. now that you hear those stories, you actually love it. Like him going back in the offseason with his three buddies, just road tripping from San Diego, <laughs> stopping off uh, Pebble Beach to golf um, and hearing the stories about that. Yeah, it, yeah. it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be fun. The AFC West said before with all the competition, all the stuff that from Cleo Mack to J.C. Jackson, all the moves that the Chargers had made, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, obviously Russell yep. Wilson going to the Broncos, I will be insufferable when the Chiefs win the division for the seventh straight year because the rest of the fan base, every fan base, there'd be so many receipts throughout free agency when Absolutely. the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos made all those moves that, you know, they feel like it's their time and NFL does a better job of selling hope than any other professional oh sports league out there. 32 teams are going to win the Super Bowl when you come in August. What I was going to say about Russell Wilson before I got distracted by Justin Herbert, who is pretty much Gardner Minshew, but good, if we think about it, um, the Tim Patrick injury, I think, is going to be yeah. huge, a, a, a bigger to that team than I think that a lot of people realize. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a fantasy footballers podcast. Talk about people don't give Tim Patrick enough credit because his name's Tim Patrick. Like he doesn't have a cool name. He just has a basic name, but he is a really good football player. He is a very good football player. <laughs> and I don't wish injury upon anybody. No. And actually, at this point, 
we've talked about this before on the show on uh, outside the trenches that we're at Chiefs are at a point where you don't have to root for injuries. You don't have to root for, I hope this team isn't as good. If this guy goes down, it's a right. good thing. Send your best against our best and we're going to be better than you. I love that. I love that mindset. Jeff C sent us a question here. Uh, do the Chiefs push? Uh, that probably mean. oh, no. Do the Chiefs push team first even with contracts? Look at Patrick not having the highest at his position. Same with Kelsey. Makes sense with the Tyreek situation. I, I think that's a logical uh, a logical kind of line to draw. What do you think about that? I think the conversations happen, whether or not they all end up public and that it's framed as this was a team-friendly thing. I think, obviously, when you're looking at Patrick Steele and Patrick's talked about it, and you see the framework of it. But I feel like everyone's going to have that kind of buy-in because that's what the Chiefs are about. Clark, right. From Clark Hunt to Brett Veach to Andy Reid, it's, hey, we want to take care of you. We want to make you the highest paid at your position. We want to make sure you're taken care of financially. Uh, but at the same time, we got to make sure that you don't hamstring <laughs> our ability to right. continue to put talent around you. So um, I think because the Chiefs are so good at that family atmosphere that Coach Reed preaches and no distractions, and it's about football, it's about us staying together, it's about not publicly kind of going after each other, which is something that Chiefs are never going to do. Um, and you're never going to hear Coach Reed say anything negative about a guy, and that's not because he's worried about saying it publicly, it's because he wants to build the guys up. Right. And then you hear, especially around draft time, where a lot of the analysts will talk about all things a player can't do, Whereas coaches and evaluators look at the skill set, the, the things the players can do, what they are really good at. How can we utilize that within the scheme of what we do and accentuate and highlight uh, the skill sets that are uh, unique, those unique traits mm -hmm. uh, to make a guy stand out? And, um, yeah, I think that, you know, the team atmosphere is preached. Um, and I think every player should want to do that. But as we've seen, um, some players want to make it about themselves a little bit more. And, um once that kind of thing turns, then they're no longer a part of the organization. I understand wanting to get yours, right? I, yeah. I get that. I understand shortest career span of any pro professional sport. I understand wanting to get paid. Uh, so to see these guys in the Chiefs organization seemingly take team-friendly deals, I think is not nothing. I think that that's big. Travis Kelsey, and I think I read this, and somebody will correct us, but yeah. I think it's true. He's never been the highest-paid tight end in the nope. NFL, which is absolutely amazing. Um, that we're in that position, but he's still a guy that whenever he is done playing, I think will make more money after football uh, than he does playing because of his personality, Absolutely. the way he genuinely can, you know, he's got the gift of gab that he can talk oh, with yeah. anybody about anything. He's a genuinely good dude. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does, not just finishing out his career, however long that is, hopefully several more years. Um, but after football, he's going to be somebody who's going to be around and he's going to represent the chiefs organization for a very, very long time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, sorry to interrupt. i got to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is Trade Coffee. Listen, me personally, I'm not that big of a coffee drinker, but if I do drink coffee, when I do drink coffee, because it does happen... I want it to be the finest beans, the finest source coffee, because I don't want to drink any crap. And at Trade Coffee, they're incredible. They connect customers with the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. There's one in Topeka that I've had. It's absolutely incredible. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns, and Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest so- source of new growth for them. So if you love to help out small businesses, you're going into trade. Trade helps out these small businesses by getting you guys into contact. And I know especially in this economy, you want to help out these small businesses as, as much as you can. And Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses, farmers who pay their prices to sustainably source their beans. And whenever your friends call you a coffee snob, or you just know that when coffee tastes really perfect, that's Trade's real expert coffee experts. They've got these over 450 experts and 450 roasts that they know exactly what to recommend for you. Because the truth is, what I like in my coffee is not the same what you guys like in your coffee. That's why they got the quiz to to directly cater uh, to what you like, to what you want in your coffee, and they will match you with the perfectly the perfectly tailored coffee for you. And Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or grounds. You get to choose that. Personally, I like to grind my own stuff, so I like to get the the whole beans. It tastes fresher. French press that stuff. It's delicious. You know, however you want to brew it, you can brew it however you want it. They'll get you the coffee. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than over 750,000 positive reviews. That's incredible. Can't get that many people to agree on anything this year, at any time. But right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and let Trade find a coffee that you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off. Now let's get back to the show. Couple of comments I want to throw up here. This one's from Greg Graham, uh, Chiefs baby. I would love for the Chiefs to keep the choir huddle all year. That would be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Um, that, I, I don't know the logistics. Is there a difference, you know, in terms of like keeping the secrets in, or I don't know. Why do they go away from the choir huddle? That's so I don't know. Um, some questions to ask here. So I want to get back to the Discord and some of these questions that again, while he's looking up the question, we, got, Discord, yeah. we are at. Macadoodles here in Osage Beach, Missouri. We appreciate Macadoodles as the presenting sponsor of 21 Questions, where the majority of these questions, when we don't do the show live, all of the questions come from our Discord server, which is for our the paid subscribers of KCSN Daily, our daily newsletter at KC Sports Network. Uh, if you're somebody who likes to read, if you like to read analysis, 6 a.m. every day, we have got analysis from Kent Swanson, Maddie Lane, and Craig Stout, and then the afternoons, our guy Charles Goldman will always have an afternoon update for you. Comes out between 4 and 5 p.m. That's got the news of the day, So, uh, and that you get those for free. So you don't have to be a paid subscriber to get a lot of our newsletters. So you can check that out on our social media. Go to kcsn.substack.com, and you can be a subscriber just like everybody else, or 
pay $30 a year and you get access to the Discord, which is basically a giant chat room full of Chiefs fans. Uh -huh. Troll free area. 100% You spend a free. lot of time in there. I do. The, I'm the only troll in there. Uh, that's <laughs> that's how it works out. I can only be, legally, I can only be the one. So, uh, good question here from HT101. That is from Owen. Uh, gets up to a lot of our events. Shout out, Owen, by the way. Uh, great guy. Probably see him at the golf tournament. That's on the draft. Yeah, but yeah, he was at the draft. Uh, what facet of the offense are you most looking forward to see slash hoping to see? The running game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking Fair. Patrick Holmes for granted at this point. Um, yeah. I'm hoping to see the running game. Not that I think they're going to utilize it more, but I think that it could be more effective. And I think what we saw throughout the preseason, I made a big deal of it. The first two games, 30 carries for 45 yards from the running backs. And then a third preseason game, and I get it's the third preseason game. Take in whatever stock you want in that game or no stock. Uh, but it would be nice to see the Chiefs get that running game going. I believe Clyde edwards uh, for everything that's been said about him, comes in as a rookie, um, doesn't have a huge impact, and then or doesn't have the season that uh, a lot of people, and myself included, thought he was going to have, and then gets banged up last year, comes back healthier this year. There were a couple runs in the preseason where I was like, ooh, there okay. it is. Yeah. There's some bursts that we hadn't seen. So mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see Clyde edwards go out there and have a really good season relative to what an Andy Reid running back on a core with a team with Patrick Mahomes under center can have. But to add some value, I want to see the running game. Yeah, I think that that's, that's got to be what the Chiefs are able to implement a lot better. Like Because we talk about this a lot with, with these Chiefs teams, with these Andy Reid Chiefs teams. Their ability to close out games sometimes is lacking in that yeah. in that department, and having developing that run game can help. Uh, the offensive line is built for it. Yeah. I think that's what makes it so exciting. Nick Lucky always gets excited about the running game and the, the lack thereof. It always disappoints him. Answering this question for a minute about what we're excited with the Chiefs offense, and not one of us have talked about Juju, MBS, right? Sky yeah. Moore, obviously Travis Kelsey, the greatest tight end to ever live. Um, yeah. That says something about where our heads are at, just to kind of taking that uh, 15 for granted. But um, just expect him to go out there and make plays and do what he does. Yeah, I, I think that also uh, MVP season for Patrick Mahomes. I, I anticipate him to come out here and play incredibly lights out. There's no reason for us to think that he won't. In, yeah. in the preseason, he played incredibly well. So putting those expectations on him, I don't think are that too out of pocket. As yeah. MVP season, I mean, he can do it. It's all He's, street ball crap. You're gonna There's hold so that line receipt. all year. There are so many receipts out there. I just hope he tears it apart. You're gonna hold that line all year. And okay. Suffer. Here's one from Casey from Casey. Who do each of you hope makes the team, and who do each of you hope gets through to the practice squad? This is a really good one. My mm. my one probably would have been Matt Bushman. Um, he had a broken clavicle. Somebody brought up in the Discord too. Sneed was only out three weeks with a broken clavicle. Yep. So very good chance he could hit the pup list. I think then it's only four weeks if he hits the pup list right now. Um, maybe sneak him on that way. Uh, I'm still, I'm trying to do the math, trying to crunch the numbers for Brent Bushman to make the roster. But I think if he does make the roster, it's going to be a practice squad guy. Yeah. Um, they need an inline guy though. We've talked about this. They need, I talked about that on yesterday's KCS yeah. an update. Uh, talking with Kent Swanson after the post game show, they might have to go out and get someone who can block because they yeah. don't really have anybody right now that can block on that in that tight end. And that's room. not those guys' skill set. That's not a knock on those no, guys. No, no, no. It's not their joker tight ends. It's not what they're about. As well, well. It's not what Noah Gray <laughs> is about. It's not what Jody Fortson is about. They had two um, blocking tight ends and they both got hurt. Is what happened. Um, so I mean, it's just yeah. how cookie crumbles, unfortunately. Yeah, the guy that I hope makes the fifty-three is Jalen Watson. We've been talking about him yes. for a while. Just yep. as a late-round pick, making their roster, getting an opportunity to go out there and play. And we've seen flashes of a player that has the athletic ability um, and just the 
know, the spatial awareness to get his head, like to make plays on defense. And that's what you want to see. And that guy's only going to get better. And the guy that I hope makes the practice squad is actually Shane Buscelli. Mm. Um, I hope he sneaks onto the practice squad. I don't yeah. know if he showed a lot during the preseason. He showed he's athletic. He can throw the ball around the field. Um, I think he's a great developmental quarterback to have on your roster. I don't think that he's ready uh, should Patrick Mahomes twist an ankle and we need somebody to step in and play two games for a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl, much like we saw from Matt Moore back in the year that they won the Super Bowl, that he could step in and play really well enough to win a game or two uh, when needed. I don't know if Shane Buscelli is quite at the point at which Andy Reid would trust him in right. a regular season game to step in and do that. I don't think they're going to keep three quarterbacks on the 53 just from a number standpoint. But if they can keep Shane Buscelli on their practice squad, I think that's a great sign and a, a quarterback to groom and just have him around for a year. Um, on the practice squad to be around those guys and be around two veterans. We call Patrick Mahomes a veteran now. Uh, I think that would serve the Chiefs well in the future. Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if he got nabbed by another team either. Greg Graham just said that he's where somebody will pick up uh, Shane. That's what, I'm, that's what I was about to say. I yeah. think that somebody somebody could pick him up. I want to talk about this for maddening here. Uh, why everyone leave McColl out when naming wide receivers? We literally just did. He's right. I don't think that's an indictment of McCole Hartman. I no. think that's saying that this wide receiver room is just so deep. McCole looks to be the fourth wide receiver, probably. Yeah, third I or think fourth. the ceiling of those guys, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Travis Kelsey would lead the team in receiving, and then right. Juju. MVS can be one of those. He's going to have some really big games and other games that uh, kind of hit or miss yeah. uh, from a fantasy football standpoint, not from a <laughs> talent, can he go out there and make plays standpoint. And same thing with Sky Moore. Right. It's going to be whoever's open at that time. And for McColl, we've seen a lot of kind of scripted plays for him. And I know they've talked about it, and he's talked about kind of hating that uh, connotation that that's what he's been kind of pigeonholed as. Mm-hmm. But McColl Hardman going out and having a great season, do I think he could hit 1,000 yards? Yes, but I still think he'd be the number two or number three receiver at best in that situation, which is taking nothing away from him, uh, which is a great ceiling for him. I think he had six, 700 yards last year. Had a great year. Had a yeah. great year last but year. Yeah. I want to see him make some more plays in the intermediate deep down the field. And he talked about it this offseason, comparing himself and saying, now that Tyreek's not heel here, we're going to face some more man coverage. And he welcomes that. Yeah. And so he's been talking about that. Patrick Mahomes has been talking about that. And don't forget that the first completed pass from Patrick Mahomes in the preseason went to McCall Hardman on a yep. dig route down the field in the yep. intermediate part of the field. Listen, that was intentional. It was. I don't think I don't. I know that there's a lot of people out there defending uh, McCall Hartman. You should. You should defend him. Had a great year statistically last year. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he can do. I really am. Uh, and just the fact that you know sometimes he gets left out isn't an indictment on him at all. I just wanna just wanted to clear that up. Uh, this is from Jordan Hinchcliffe. He asks, Will Rojo or McKinnon get cut? No. I. I'm I, with you. I have. I have changed. That and you'll be able to find that on our KCSN update on Monday. We'll have a new projection, and I project that Ronald Jones is going to make this team. I think the uh, the injuries that we've seen, and especially the one to Blake Bell uh, before it's Bushman, big. sorry, yeah, uh, but the injury to Blake Bell, and then obviously Derek Gore. Not that that made a huge impact on it, but uh, you start playing around with the numbers. What we saw from Rojo in that last game, we talked about it going into that game that I wanted to see something from him that matched the relative excitement that I had when he was signed as a free agent. Not. I think he yep. used to come in and run for a thousand yards, but a guy that can step in as a veteran and bring some juice to the offense, much like we saw from Jarek McKinnon in the playoffs last year, where they get 330 yards from scrimmage, which is more than he had in the regular season. We saw that from him in the playoffs, much like that kind of impact that Rojo's got that game breaking speed. He can go out, go down the field. And he's played in some big games uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. So um, I would ex- actually expect to Ronald Jones. And if you want to look, that 40, we talked about 40 in slips with uh, with Brett Veach when he was uh-huh. doing the interview with Trent and Ari during the preseason game. We talked about the running group. He named four running backs, and Ronald Jones was one of those backs. 
Listen, I think that we needed to see Ronald Jones with the ones, with the first-team offensive line we hadn't gotten to until that preseason game three, and he looked like he had some burst. He had some thump. I was excited to see him run well, and you made a really good point. A lot of the a lot of the ways that he's making the roster isn't because of one specific thing. It's a combination of things. It's the attrition of losing a couple of guys. I just think it opens it up for him. Uh, you're probably not going to keep four tight ends now with, with Bushman getting hurt, with Blake Bell getting hurt. Um so, Chiefs yeah. KT, you got a comment and maddening. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for yeah. joining us and everybody out there. Please like and subscribe for watching live on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe. Turn those mm. notifications on. We have all kinds of content uh, that is coming to you over the next couple of weeks. We're going to fire up a couple more of our uh, video breakdown series with Matt Castle and Derek Johnson. We haven't even said that anywhere yet. I don't think that those guys are going to be back. Matt Castle yeah. will be breaking down the offense with uh, Matt Hamilton, football uh, producer from Good Morning Football. Those guys will be breaking down the Chiefs offense each week. And then Derek Johnson, Mike DeVito, and our friend Craig Stout will be breaking down the defense each week. And that should be a whole lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. And this comment here from Chief KT, Rojo is the perfect type of player you need when you're at the goal line. Uh, he, he adds that, that I think that the backs don't have right now. I think uh, the combination, he adds that aspect to it. Let's see. Uh, great content, guys, from Tyler Harris. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. Let's I'll go. Respond. Truth Synapse complaining about our sponsorships getting more annoying with the ads. Uh, I'm sorry. That's how uh, KCSN is made possible. And so we do not um, feel like we have a ton of ads, but anywhere you find anything uh, nowadays, you got to have ads uh, to pay the bills and to make all of this possible. So we appreciate our friends at Macadoodles for supporting us and supporting what we are doing. And we apologize if it's too much uh, on the user experience, but we feel like we don't try to overdo it. And that's something we think and uh, spend a lot of time thinking about. Yeah, uh, we love Macadoodles. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Look at look at us right here. Look how great the store is. Dude, we're standing in a tasting room where you come to a Macadoodles, and there are multiple Macadoodles coming to Kansas City over the next yes. couple of years, including the one opening up in Lee Summit, hopefully sometime this fall. We'll have more information when we get a solid date on that. But there are Macadoodles coming to Kansas City, and they have a tasting room where if you don't want to buy a bottle of something, you come up, you find the tasting room, you say, I want to try such and such before I buy a bottle. They'll whip it up for you, hand it to you, it's and perfect. say, how do you feel? Like, I love it. They'll buy a bottle of it. Perfect. Here's a good one, uh, BJ. This is from Steve Gray, friend of Steve Gray in the Discord. What's the bet between you two for the K State Mizzou game? We, do you want to do that right now? Sure. We can. We can live. We can live work it out. What do you want to do? I don't know. I choose a seltzer. You have to chug. <laughs> okay. And you choose one. I have to chug. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I'll be there. I'll be in Manhattan. So if you're in Manhattan, Mizzou or K State fan, doesn't matter. Come say what's up. I'll be there. I don't know if we're going to be there. We kind of go day to day with the yeah, kids. Yeah, fair. There's a lot going on. That's fair. I bought these tickets a while ago. so You were excited about it. We talked about doing live excited. shows, and you were like, oh, I'm going to be at that game. I was like, I want to be. I every go other out. host we have on the K-State Mizzou side is going to be at that game, so we can't do a show. Everybody's yeah. going to be there tailgating, having a good time. Don't want to work. I don't blame them. I shouldn't. Not have really, a good time. Not really. Uh, Anna M says, Mahomes for president, so there you go. Um, here's, here's one about Shane Bouchel as well, uh, as well from Coop Cooper. Do you see Shane Bouchel becoming the number two next year? I'm not gonna put anything past him. I don't know how long Chad Henney's going to continue to play. And if yeah. Shane Bouchelli can be a valuable sounding board for Patrick Mahomes and coach Reed and, uh, Matt Nagy and Eric Bieniemy, if they're all back and they have confidence that he could step in and win a game in a situation that he needs to, those are two things that you're looking from your backup quarterback. So 
Um, I absolutely think somebody's going to eventually be the number. Chad Henry is, is Chad Henry is not going to be Patrick Mahomes' backup for the entirety of Patrick Mahomes' career. And so uh, the fact that Shane Buscelli, um has come out and showed a little bit, showed some athleticism, and the fact that he trains with the same guy yeah. <laughs> as Patrick Mahomes does and uh, our friend Bobby Stroop, uh, I think that's something that uh, is going to serve him well. Takes it year by year with Chad Henney too. He keeps signing one-year deals. You know, I can't. I don't know how old he is, but like he's not the youngest guy out there. Uh, so I think that looking at a at a younger backup isn't is Oregon a bad. fishing. Hey, BJ and Tucker, been fishing. <laughs> what have I missed? We're struggling. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. We're hanging out at MacDoodles. Yeah. Go back to fishing. Let us know if you caught anything. There you go. Well, the comments oh, are rolling in. Yeah, Dar- Darius. Uh, did you stay and watch the fireworks last night? Rough one. I was at the Royals game last night. Did not stay to watch the fireworks. Um, was sitting at a good spot to watch all of the Padres' home runs. They're good. They're a good baseball team. People, hot take. They're a good team. Even without Fernando Tatis. There was a lot of Fernando Tatis jerseys there last night. They're probably upset that. A lot of kids wearing Fernando Tatis jerseys. So it's like I see that and I'm just like, eh, it's all right. Um, let's see what we got. Let's go back to the Discord and find another question again. Yep. Please go ahead, like, and subscribe to this video if you're watching it live right now on any of the platforms. And if you're listening to the podcast, please go ahead, rate, review, whether it's Spotify, Google Play, or most of you are going to be on Apple Podcasts because we look at the numbers. Uh, and about 75% of you are on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and please leave a review and let us know what you think about what we're doing. It does matter for the algorithm and for more people to find out what we're doing. More people find what we're doing, uh, the more that we can do and give not just um, – as far as content and bringing you a uh, more, you know, more to be entertained, educated, informed at KC Sports Network, but also more we can do for the Kansas City community, as we've talked about before, and uh, try not to pat ourselves on the back too much. But we want to promote what we're doing. When we ask right. people uh, to donate to what we're doing, we need to be able to show all the things that we're doing. So it all works together. I really like uh, some of these questions we got here in the Discord. This one's from Mike Denny. What is more likely in 2022? Leo Chanel scores a touchdown. Or Isaiah Pacheco leads the running backs in receiving touchdowns. Ooh. Leo Chanel scores a touchdown. That dude's going to make some plays. Yeah. He's going to – week seven, eight – I'm projecting this now, and it happens. Come back to this video. <laughs> but week seven, eight, when you're playing against other teams, guys are starting to get banged up. They don't feel real good. And you got a guy with death row written down his arm just coming through and just absolutely – just hammering you. He's going to cause a fumble. I predict like a Jadavion Clowney, you know, South Carolina type hit slash play where he gets up, beasts it, bare hands it, runs it back for a touchdown. I can see that happening. Nothing against Isaiah Pacheco. I just feel like we talked about Ronald Jones, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, their Senate shorter guy, center of gravity. I feel like there's going to be a better chance that uh, he gets those goal line carries and some of those touchdown carries. Receiving touchdowns though for Isaiah Pacheco. Running leads, leads running backs and receiving touchdowns. That's that's mm, that one's better. Uh-huh. But I've been projecting Clyde Edwards-Helaire to be a bigger part of the passing game. Yep, and I'm gonna keep saying it until it happens. So fair, that's fair. Um, some good ones still here in the Discord. Uh, Jay we'll go for about ten more minutes here. Okay, Jay Smith. What's the name of the formation the Chiefs were running last night during the Packers game where they were in the gun and the tie? This is really a question for for Kent and Maddie. Yeah, uh, what it comes down to, but they were uh, in the gun. Titan was in the backfield, and the wide receiver was motioning as a lead blocker. Um, I'm trying to think. I need to see it. Not that I would know. Yeah, I'd have to see it uh, as well. But Matty J says, after this draft, would you say Veach is better at finding l- late talent rounds four plus or hitting on early rounds? 
He well, did when, it both in this draft. Well, when George Karloftis breaks the rookie sack record, everyone's going to have an opinion about that. But uh, true. the bottom line is that Brett Veach and, that's, and his entire staff, we give Brett a lot of credit. He's the face of it. He's, ultimately, it falls on him. Uh, but Mike Borgonzi, all of the rest of those guys on that staff uh, have as much to do with the success um, of it as, poss- as, as anyone else does. Um, but they continue to surround – Patrick Mahomes with weapons that can play right away, and you continue to, to fill in that depth. Um, we'll see on the offensive line. That's the one area, if we want to be really picky, that I'm not 100% comfortable with right now. But you don't really know until there's an injury in the regular season. Somebody has to step in and play. But um, Brett Veach and his staff obviously have done a terrific job. And if you've got, what, nine or ten draft picks that are going to make a 53-man <laughs> roster mean, and yeah. play, and you're still going to go out there and try to compete for a Super Bowl, uh, that's that's saying quite a bit. And that's setting you up for success for um, next Half decade, decade. I want to answer this one uh, from Micah Hayes. Uh, also, Micah, thank you for watching and commenting, listening on all, almost all of our shows. Yeah. Micah's on news. Uh, thoughts on? Well, I put the wrong one up there. I thought I was going to click the Drew Lock one. Would Drew Lock be a good backup for this team long term? He could be. Kansas City guy, Missouri guy. Sound familiar? Another backup quarterback in Chiefs history. I like Shane Buscelli right now. He's on the team. He's okay. showing out a little bit. Um, I don't know Drew Lock. Yeah, um, rough day at the office for him against the Cowboys. Uh, lost the starting job today, actually, as we're recording this podcast. Lost the starting job. Uh, disappointing little start to the, his Seahawks career. I was. His, there's a connection there, though. If if it could happen, and there's a chance that it might. I mean, Drew's dad, Andy Lock, played for Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Lock was a offensive lineman at the University of Missouri when Coach Reid was there. Um, so there's definitely a connection. I remember when Drew was, I believe in high school, he had signed to go to the University of Missouri. He came out to training camp uh, with John Dorsey, and I saw him standing there talking to him as a high school kid. I remember thinking that's got to be a pretty cool experience for him. But uh, I remember talking to, to Drew's dad, Andy, uh, actually owns uh, Summit Grill and Third Street Social, one of those restaurants yeah. in Kansas City. I got a friend that works with him, phenomenal people, great family. Uh, but as far as him joining the Chiefs, you don't know. He's a member of the Seahawks right now. And Shane Buscelli, we are just talking about it. It's been really intriguing as far as a backup for the future. Uh, and right now, Chad Henney gives them the best opportunity to go out and win a game or win a couple games. He does. Play. He does. Uh, this one uh, from Steve Atkins. Will Arrowhead see a dome roof within 10 years? No. Yeah, fly just landed on your face. It's I attacking that happen. me. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think, if anything, they would rebuild it. I don't think they're going to spend tens of millions of dollars to build a rolling roof or even a regular roof. Over they could, thing. they could do the soldier field thing where they just built a field around their other field. So they just dome in <laughs> the arrow and they just put a big, huge, like glass like dome the Home Depot. It. Like we'll help you with a project of any size. Yeah. And we need you to help us dome arrow. In. So that's false advertising. Do you, do you remember the project that they had pitched for a little bit that they were going to do like a retractable roof to go over both stadiums? Yeah. That was like 40 years ago. They have like the tracks, like they had it built in to do that. That's There's I didn't tunnel. know that. I, I knew that, like, I didn't know that they were going to, how far they got along into it. But I know that they talked about just putting a retractable roof over both of them. Can you imagine? That'd be insane. What about in-between games if they just made it, like, that parking lot that goes in between the two? Right. And, like, the tickets for less tailgate, like, the whole mm-hmm. tailgate area was all domed. So even with the weather, could be partying. I'm into it. <laughs> I just don't think they're going to spend the money on that compared to just knocking it down and building a whole new stadium with uh, significantly less seating. I don't think, I think the the year the times of building huge stadiums with lots of people are down. That's going to be fewer fewer seats, probably more expensive, more suite type. Um, you know, some exclusivity there. 
Yeah. You can get more money with making it exclusive. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's take a couple more from the Discord. Um, this one is uh, also from our friend Mike Denny. BJ, if everyone in the Discord got an at-bat against you right now, not all at once, obviously, um, what percent of us are you striking out? Not a lot. I didn't strike out a lot of people. That was not great. I did not throw hard, but I the ball moved a lot. I knew exactly where it was going. Had a good changeup. So I would get a lot of ground balls. I don't know how many people would hit the ball hard, but I don't know how many people I would strike out unless you just mm. don't play a lot of baseball or you're waiting for it to go right down the middle to swing at it. That ain't going to happen either. So what's your percentage? Striking out? Yeah. 10, 20%. So I think there's 427 people in our discord right now. So 85. That was fast math. There was no way I could have done that in my head. <laughs> we learned chance. that on the way down here. Zero chance I could do that math in my head. <laughs> um, okay. You got anything? There is Kansas City, Kansas, for those who don't know our geography. That is true. There is Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, last, I think this should. I think this is a good one to end on. All right, if you're last okay with question it. here again, we appreciate everybody who's been watching uh, this on a Saturday afternoon. Whether you're watching yeah. the Northwestern Nebraska game, we were catching that at lunch today. Gotta um, check the score of that once we hop off here. Yeah, shout out Kent Swanson <laughs> for giving me the update of more like Scott lost. Am I right? <laughs> Very Kent-like tweet there. Incredibly Scott or Kent-like. Uh, is this is, is by leading into the one? Uh, no, Brandon W. When is the next Tucker and BJ travel vlog series? We were going to do it on the way down, and then we forgot because we were talking business all the way down here. Yeah. But um, we will be going back to the Shrine Bowl. We're going driving out to Vegas, so gonna get yep. that probably fired up again. Maybe let you drive a little bit. See him like when I was driving. I did never said that. Oh, uh, we have video proof. That's <laughs> <laughs> when you hit the cattle guards. What you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I said we were the semi was coming through that small town. Remember, we almost ran out of gas. Oh yeah, and I pumped. <laughs> we thought we were gonna run out of gas oh, in the middle of Western Kansas, and then we found the shell out near Liberal. I just remember driving as a kid. There's the science at Hell. It was in Liberal. Yep. I always remember as a kid driving out that way, going to anywhere on the West Coast. You either take the northern route or the southern route through, um, heading towards Tucumcari. Yeah, those West Coast drives are tough. It's a lot. It takes a lot longer to get out there than it does to go out east. I enjoy the vlogs. I enjoy showing the personalities <laughs> a little bit. Obviously, no, we do I a know. lot of Chiefs content. And you see us having fun with that. But the beauty of KC Sports Network and everything that we've been doing is we generally all like each other. We like spending time with one another. Uh, we'll do some of those out in Vegas. We're going to take a bigger crew oh, yeah. out there this year um, and get great draft content like we did this past year. We sit down with Isaiah Pacheco, talked about what it means to join the Chiefs, and then the guy gets drafted by the Chiefs, and we got to sit down with him uh, on draft night. So go check out our YouTube channel. You can find that interview uh, along with some others. But uh, that made it really cool. Yeah, you get to take more people so I can vlog more is what it's going to be. Um, yeah, so Not just, a lot of extra room in that car. We have a <laughs> lot of equipment that we got to take out that way, plus our golf clubs. That's gotta true. Make sure we get some golf in while we're out there. Great course out there. Valley High, that was a wonderful course. Yeah. Yes, it was. Well, thank you so much to everybody who has been watching this. We appreciate your support of KC Sports Network and what we've been doing over the last, what, 16 months since we yeah. got this thing started. Uh, none of that happens, none of the success. And, and what we've done, even though it's just barely getting started and we're not very big yet, we appreciate all of you for supporting what we have going on. We've got a long ways to go, and we're excited to get there and have you guys be, a, be with us every step of the way and it's because of support from places like from people like you but also from places like macadoodles thanks to rod 
Roger and Tony for taking care of us, letting us come down here and live stream during uh, the shootout down here in the Ozarks. So uh, whether you're in the area, you're going to the Ozarks, make sure you stop by McAdoodles to to get all of your beverages. And then over the next few years, you will see McAdoodles popping up around Kansas City with things like the tasting room that we've been doing this show in. So we appreciate all of your support. Tucker, I will let you take us home. Oh, wow. Uh, this is a great honor. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, give us five-star rating and review on wherever you listen to the podcast. And I'm going to lean over here and end the show. So thank you all for watching. Have a great weekend. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.